Hey, I'm having a lot of money on you, man. Well, uh, you, uh, you getting ready to be a rich nigga. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jeff Knows Money. Yeah. This is the Talking Cash Podcast. Yeah. And that voice you are hearing is my engineer slash producer slash co-host. Mojo Hill. You damn right. This is financial literacy that gets you financially lit. First things first, you can follow us on social media at Talking Cash on Twitter or Talking Cash Podcast on Instagram. And you can follow me personally at Jeff Knows Money on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, wherever you're getting this podcast from, whether that's Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store, subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. Rate us. Leave us a five-star review. If you leave us anything less than a five-star review, I hope your firstborn son looks like Sam Cassell. Let's get to it. So, episode two. We left off last week with the Black Wealth Gap. And I told you at the end of that episode that this would be our take on budgeting. This episode is called Drink the Damn Coffee. Let me tell you how this episode came about. A while back, I saw a Susie Orman article, and everybody knows she's one of those um, personal finance gurus. She has a TV show. She has books and everything, and she has her own um, philosophies as far as how to get wealthy and save your money for retirement. But anyway, the title of the article was... Susie Orman wants you to stop peeing $1 million down the drain. So I click on it and I'm like, you know what? This could be interesting. We're peeing $1 million down the drain. How are we doing that, Susie? She says that she, and I quote, would never buy coffee. Her actual quote is, I wouldn't buy a cup of coffee anywhere, ever, and I can afford it. I would not insult myself by wasting money that way. So the article goes on to say that we spend $3 a day if we stop at Starbucks and get coffee. And of course, over the course of a month, that adds up to $100. And if you took that $100 and invested it, and earned 12% on your investment, if you did that for 40 years, you would then have a million plus dollars in retirement. So this is that cliche financial advice that we warned you about. This is bullshit, and this doesn't help anybody. So in this episode, we're going to dig in to just how crazy this type of advice is. I have my Starbucks, Vente, Grande, whatever size it is, Nacho Libre size. We're gonna sip on this and we're gonna get into it. And by the way, y'all, no kid gloves on this episode. We about to get real. This episode is the product of an article that I read a while back and I saved it. Because this is exactly the type of garbage 
advice that this industry is full of. You see articles about it. I see tweets about it all, all the time. So this article came from Susie Orman, and I'm pretty sure most of you know who Susie Orman is, but if you don't, she is a personal finance expert. She's on CNN, CNBC. She used to have her own show. I'm not sure if she still does. I believe she does. She also wrote several books about personal finance, and the title of this article is Susie Orman Wants You to Stop Peeing $1 million Down the Drain. I'm listening. That is a very interesting title. It got my attention, so of course I click on it, and I want to know how are we peeing $1 million down the drain. Let me know some. I want to know my damn self. And here's what's crazy. The article literally starts out with, worried about retirement? Make your own damn coffee. And she goes on, and it is a direct quote from her in the article, and it says, I would not buy a cup of coffee anywhere ever, and I can afford it. I would not insult myself by wasting money that way. She says that you're spending $3 a day at Starbucks, and if you were to save that $3 a day, that's basically $100 a month. If you save that $100 a month over the course of the next 40 years, and made a 12% return over the course of the next 40 years, you would have an extra $1 million set aside for retirement. It gets even better. In that article, they also quote another um, personal finance guy whose name is David Bach, and he says that putting aside as little as a few dollars a day For your future, rather than spending it on little purchases such as lattes, bottled water, fast food, cigarettes, magazines, and so on, can really make a difference between accumulating wealth and living paycheck to paycheck. You shut your lying nigga lips up! (laughs) So you basically telling me for the next 40 years I got to live, one, like a hobo, and two, be a grown-ass man with a piggy bank. I, I just, <laughs> just let me know what's going on with that show. Oh, it gets better. There's another another article that I read, and one of their suggestions was to cut out getting a haircut. So, yeah, dog, straight hobo action going on. <laughs> Roll out from under your bridge, go to work, panhandle, whatever it is you're doing, get them damn pennies. And don't you dare let me catch you with a bottle of the Sunny, because he says spending money on bottled water is, is killing us right now. That's stupid, guys. I didn't is this camera on me? Yes, it's on. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Y'all, y'all ain't finna ride on Starbucks and the Sunny <laughs> and McDonald's like this. I'm not going to stand for it. I, nah. I don't really hit any one of them too hard, but come on now. Starbucks, $3 a day. That's what's yeah. stopping you from being a millionaire, $3 a day? The curmudgeon lifestyle. That's what they call it, I believe. You finna be Scrooge McDuck around this. <laughs> Diving in them coins. <laughs> no, my, my bad. Who's the guy Who's the guy on the, oh, my bad? You just finna be Scrooge. <laughs> you, you're going to be the person handing kids out, like, little pocket Bibles and 
you stole from a hotel at Christmas because you're trying to save money. All type of travel, soaps and lotions. <laughs> Why all these pens say Holiday in on them, Uncle? <laughs> no wrapping paper, just newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> at Halloween, he gives, you, he gives you Snickers bars with no wrappers on them. <laughs> Where did you get these? I made them. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the type of lifestyle. So you go on to work every day to not have your coffee, to not get your Wendy's full for full, <laughs> and you can't even buy a bottle of water. I can't eat. I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. So you're going to be dehydrated, hungry, thirsty, and if all them things going on, you might, might as well just be mustard too. So let's just go ahead and throw that out there. You got, look, you got to be mustard. You're living like a hobo. <laughs> and we all know that hobos come with a certain level of funk. Is that, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you just make that You make that stink face anytime mm, you see one. Mm, mm, mm. You, can smell, you can smell that kind of musty through your car vents. Mm-mm, just throw away the clothes. Just burn them over there <laughs> before you get in here. <laughs> Yeah, so th- this is this is the type of advice we're getting right now. The, live life like a hermit slash. Nah, actually, I think it really is a hobo. Yeah, you a train jumper train. at this point. That, call him by his professional name, train jumper. Yes, you you hanging out on the outskirts of town on the north side of Montgomery, <laughs> getting running stars to jump on vacant train cars. Hold on, hold on, Jeff. I think they abolished the uses of the word hobo when you couldn't call little people slash short people midgets no more. So. I don't think we can call them hobos no more. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. I think that was passed in 97. That was like the 38th Amendment. That that sounds about right. Okay. I'll make sure we're on the same What page. if you were a midget hobo? <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Anyway, that's, that's probably getting edited out. <laughs> Anyhow, so this is exactly the reason we are making this show. This type of advice is absolute garbage. You ain't broke because you missed you you mishandled them three ragged ass dollars that was in your damn change tray in your car. That boot money. Yes. Um. Like I said, that's the money you had. Them sweaty, musty ass rolled up three dollars in your gym shorts. You had that for the snack machine at the gym. Went and worked your ass off in the gym. Ran on the treadmill. Probably set that bitch up at like a full incline, sweating your ass off. And you walked out and forgot to buy that Coke. But they're telling you, them $3 is the difference between you living wealthy or even in a in David Box quote, that's the difference between you living paycheck to paycheck. Hey, man, I'm here to tell you, if $3 is what's keeping you from being outdoors, we got way bigger issues. You might as well go ahead and buy that Coke. You're going to damn need it. And I ain't even talking about the soda. Matter of fact, since it's $3... I know you can't afford any type of Coke, so at this point, you need to look around your house and see what the hell you can barter for like a half a gram of Reggie. You need it. You got to use old English terms, barter, trade, drag all them pelts out the back. (laughs) Yeah, you are are a pelt peddler at this point (laughs) because you have $3 left to your name. Look, that's real life living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm going to keep it real with you because this is what this show is about. I got another job. Any real nigga, if it's down to $3, go ahead and swipe that card. Get that negative balance. You better know it. They ain't going to get the money back from me anyway. Yep. (laughs) Go on ahead and line up and and get the money. that Try and get your money in front of all the other folks I already owe. That ain't nothing to a real G. 
And to keep the foolishness going in that article where they're telling you how the rich people live below their means, they go on to cite other rich people who are, quote unquote, living well below their means as an example. And the one that everybody throws up and it drives me up a damn wall is everybody likes to point out that Warren Buffett still lives in the same house that he lived in and he bought it in like 1958. And of course, Warren Buffett is like the second or third richest guy on the planet. But here's the catch to that, right? Have you ever Googled Warren Buffett's house? Uh Uh-uh. I don't think I have. Okay, so they they throw this out there like Warren Buffett stays in some house that's like 1,500 square feet. Mm -hmm. The house takes up a damn city block. Oh, so he has what you call a compound. Yes, he has a compound. And the other thing they don't mention is that he has like other properties. He has like a beach house that's been up for sale for a while, and it's up for sale for $11 million. Y'all stop throwing these stupid-ass examples out there, and it gets even better. So there's another part of that article. After they call out Warren Buffett, they talk about how, well, he was a Dallas Cowboys running back. Alfred Morris earns millions, quote-unquote, and he still drives a 26-year-old Mazda 626 from 1991 that he bought for $2. It also goes on to tell you how Kirk Cousins, who – Used to be the Redskins quarterback. I think he's now with the Vikings, right? I believe so. Yeah. So it says that he earned $20 million in one year, but he still chose to live in his parents' basement with his wife. And he drives a Dennett GMC Savannah passenger van that he bought from his grandma for 5000 Oh, he just weird as hell. He Thank weird. You. Y'all, look. Anytime you tell me that some athlete or somebody is making like $20, $30 million a year, and they're still driving a 1997 struggle. That's some real weirdo shit, y'all. That's not that's not being financially prudent. That is being a weirdo. You are using that van to go out into the country and mutilate squirrels and keep the left foot of every mutilated squirrel and you're wearing it as a necklace because you're a weirdo. All for the love of the hunt. <laughs> yes, this is a person you got to watch around your your stray cows. He just goes and milks cows oh, for no Lord. damn reason. He ain't even got a bucket to milk to go in. He just like rubbing on them. He just love running up on them pigeons and pinching their nipples and shit. Just an old freak. <laughs> just a freak. <laughs> you freak. <laughs> you are just a rich freak. They got a place for people like you. Yes. So, y'all, stop listening to stuff like that. That's not real. And the financial advice continues. You know, Dave Ramsey, total money makeover fame. He he does have some good principles, but he has one thing that I really disagree with. He tells everybody you need to buy your cars in cash. And if you buy a house, buy it cash or only finance it for 10 years. He says if you can't do that, then you can't afford it. I only buy socks, drawers, and loose cigarettes cash. I don't know what that man talking about. <laughs> Look, okay, so if you're going to operate in life and you're going to say that I'm only going to buy my cars cash and I'm only going to finance my house 10 years or only buy that cash, then you are most definitely headed to a life of train jumping. Hoboism. This has hope. This is That's your religion. Hoboism. It, it, it's in your future. I can see it. Train. <laughs> Am a 
trash. <laughs> so you're going to wake up one day with the dying urge to grow your hair out like Samuel L. Jackson on glass. And you're going to roll out your bed and get you like a just a fire-ass Home Depot $2 cardboard box, that heavy-duty one. And that's going to be your mattress going forward because you are going to live under a bridge doing this type of shit. The reason all this stuff is crazy is because the average everyday person can't do it. We can't buy cars cash. We can't pay cash for houses. We can't finance houses 10 years because that would probably double or triple the payment that you have on that house. We can't do that and still put kids through school, still actually live a normal adult life. So that's why this type of advice is just garbage. So now that we've told you how all this advice is trash, now let's give you some real advice. It ain't about lattes, four for fours, buying bottled water. It has nothing to do with that. You're not struggling financially. You're not off track as far as retirement savings and all of that stuff because of minuscule three and four dollar purchases. But the reason they give you that kind of advice is because the things that you actually need to do to be financially successful, you ain't got the stomach for it. So what are those things? The stuff you need to cut, that car payment. Yep. That house payment. Most definitely too high. Get them damn kids out private school. Send the ass public school. Yeah. So why don't they tell you to do that? Because they know you're not going to do it. Because it's easy for me to cut out Starbucks. Nobody at work sees that I didn't go to Starbucks. It's easy for me to cut out the Wendy's run. Nobody at work can see that I stopped going to Wendy's. Oh, but they can see when you downgrade that car. They can see that you're not in the same neighborhood you were in. They're going to start asking you, oh, hey, we went to the game. We didn't see the kids there. Yeah, because they're not at their school. See, it's a status thing for y'all. And y'all are more committed to trying to look like you're upper middle class than you are to actually having the money for real. It's all an image thing. It's a game. You want to look like it, but you don't actually have it. And you don't have the stomach to actually do the things you need to do to actually get the money. You don't want to do it because you're too worried about what somebody else is going to say. When you're talking about car debt in this country has gone up 75% in the last 10 years because the price of the cars have gone up, it's simply a matter of the cars are increasing, whereas your salary, your income is not. So the only way for us to fix that is we have to go backwards on what we're spending on cars. Same thing with housing. Housing prices have gone up through the roof, but our income has stayed the same. The only way to fix that is we have to go backwards and rethink why we are purchasing the house we're purchasing or why are we living in the apartment or whatever it is that you're living in. Those are the things that you can cut that really make a huge impact. It's not cutting out Wendy's. It's not cutting out the gas station snacks or whatever. It's really cutting the big things. It's not the little stuff. If your car payment on average is five sixty, and then you do you go buy a used car and your car payment now is three hundred, 
that's a huge difference. If you're staying in a house and your payment is two G's a month, and you drop that down, you sell it, you move, you drop that down to fifteen hundred a month, even a thousand a month, that's huge savings. Ain't no amount of damn cool one hundred blues gonna equal that. In the box, keep smoking your shit. In the box, not salt pack. It ain't real if it ain't in the box. But drive a different damn car. Really evaluate the big stuff. That's my advice for you. Stop damn letting these folks tell you that you need to be a hermit or practicing hoboism to be financially successful. That's not where it's at. Y'all are getting the easy stuff wrong. And the rest of this season, we're going to help you with that starting next week with cars. We're going to go over how you should be buying your cars and how you can cut that crazy-ass new car payment and still ride just as hard. So, tune in next week. We're going to go over that. But first, I want to know from my audience, this is your homework. How are y'all buying cars? Leasing? Buying it new? Buying it used? What kind of cars are you buying? I'm not going to sit here and put anybody's personal information out there, but I'm just curious and I just want to know. I want to see who's doing it the way we would do it versus, honestly, who's falling for the trap. I get all mine from Pull-Apart. And there it is. Hey, some people might just be snatching them up off the block. Off some blocks. That too. Let me know if your car dealership is Cinder. You know what Cinder is, don't you? Them Cinder blocks. (laughs) You damn right. We'll see y'all next week.